This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear, who knows his name tonight, which is a plus. We're recording this podcast a little earlier than usual because Arizona men's basketball plays UCLA tomorrow, Saturday at high noon. I'm wondering if this was intentional that Arizona is playing their rival UCLA right up at high noon. All the memes today were Clint Eastwood. But first, Shelby, the basketball game has not started, but Arizona ha- already has one victory on UCLA. The Wildcats got a commitment from four-star modern-day linebacker Leviticus Sua. Leviticus. He chose Arizona over UCLA and Stanford. Boom. He actually signed previously. He had a made... bomb hat on yeah, TV. that hat was sick. Um, and then uh, he, yeah, I mean, he is awesome. He's the third highest rated recruit in the class. He signed Brandon Dorman and Raymond Polito, but he's going to come in. I don't know if he'll start right away, but he'll be a rotation guy. He can drop into coverage. Really, really good player from a really good high school. Well coached, good frame. Very, very solid pickup for the fish. Go Jed Fish. Though this is a supposed to be a basketball podcast. Apparently, we don't care about that. We're just uh, talking about. Well, I said online that there are three things that could happen to make me absolutely unbearable. Yep, I saw that tweet. Number one was this Leviticus Sua. So you're one third unbearable. Number two would be a winning the basketball game. Right, tomorrow. And number three would be getting a commitment from wide receiver Gary Bryant, who's pretty much between Arizona and UCLA, transfer from USC. If Arizona can do that trifecta, UCLA oh. fans already hate my guts, but I'll really, <laughs> I will give them a reason. I like how you say things on Twitter and you pull me into what you're saying. Like, like I have to take your electronics away. I'm not your freaking keeper. Well, what people don't understand is you actually encourage my behavior. Yeah. You'll I mean, be like, no, I'm not taking your electronics. Here, Jason, use my phone as well. <laughs> that's, people don't understand right. that you are the original thug in this family. I mean, I'm not a huge UCLA fan. That's well documented. Um, I just don't care. Well, back in my day, we didn't want the clap. And now Bruins won it eight times. You know, the clap, the clap was something that we avoided. Yeah. And now I, UCLA has the clap, all of them. They all have the clap. I mean... There's a reason that's their the theme song. Isn't it chlamydia? I think so. 
Why are we talking about this? Just when you think of UCLA, you think of chlamydia. Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, we're supposed to be talking about the basketball game, though. Good so transition, Shelby. Circle back around. Because uh, chlamydia is the gift that always keeps giving. <laughs> yes. Does chlamydia go away? Um, I believe it's treatable. Oh, there's one that doesn't go away. Herpes. Right. Oh, there it is. You have it forever. I've never had any of these, so I just want to make that Why very are we talking clear. about this? I don't know. Anyway, what type of team is UCLA? <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, UCLA are the, <laughs> I'm so busy laughing because now I'm thinking about the different UCLA STD jokes I could tell. UCLA is really good. Um, you can make an argument. They're the best team that Arizona's face. And the reason I say you can make an argument is because Tennessee in Ken Palm is higher. Tennessee has a slightly better defense. Um, Tennessee's really good. Like they're number two in Ken Palm and UCLA is number three. So you can make an argument. It's either well, I mean, it's either Tennessee or uh, UCLA. What kind of team is UCLA? They're 12th on offense, fifth on defense. They don't score a lot of points. They're, um, you know, they, they honestly, they remind me a little bit of Virginia in that they want to slow you down. Their, their tempo is 242. Possession length is 195. They want to slow you down, make you really work offensively. They're efficient on offense, but they're not going to run and gun and all that. They uh, they do not turn the ball over. And this is probably one of the keys to the game. So they're ninth in the country in, in turnovers. Like, they're very good. And they also turn opposing teams over. They're eighth in the country in forcing turnovers. So that's, that's pretty freaking good. Effective field goal percentage. They're 82nd in the country, defensively 53rd. Offensive rebound, they are a, a pretty strong offensive rebounding team, 31st. They're not a good defensive rebounding team. That's one of their bigger weaknesses. They have a few weaknesses, even though they're a really good team. They're 209th in the country in defensive rebounding. They do not go to the line. They are 341st in free throw attempts compared to field goal attempts. But the other side of that, Shelby, is that they don't foul a lot either. They're 35th in the nation and foul percentage. Um, also, what's intriguing about them is that they're 351st in three-point attempts um, to field attempts. So they do not shoot threes, but when they do, they make them at a pretty good clip. They're 61st in the nation. They are very good at stopping opposing teams. If you believe this is a thing, some coaches don't, they're very good at stopping opposing teams from hitting threes. They're uh, average two-point, average free throw, they block shots, they play the lanes, they force turnovers a lot. They don't turn the ball over very much. So they don't turn it over and they force turnovers. They're not a very big team. They're very ISO-based, but um, their points, they're very good. Most of them come within the arc. They're fifth in the country. 61% of their shots come um, inside the uh, two-point line. 327th in the nation, three-pointers. 339th free throw line. So they are a two-point team. That's where it comes from. So very good team defensively. Offensively, they're very efficient. They get in with two. They're capable of hitting threes. That's not their style. But, um, you know, it's interesting because you compare them to a, a Tennessee, for instance, with everything I just said. Tennessee, number one in the country on defense. Uh, Tennessee, number one in the country three-point opposing three-point percentage. Number three opposing two points. So Arizona has faced a team 
that is, you know, like they're, they're 22nd in the country block percentage, seventh in the country in steal percentage, second best offensive rebounding team in the country. Very, very similar team. UCLA is better than um, Tennessee offensively, but defensively, it's not like a big, you know, it, it's not a huge difference between Tennessee and UCLA. Like, if anything, Tennessee might be a little better defensively. So Arizona has seen um, a, a team like that. UCLA actually plays slower than Tennessee as well, Shell. So it's not like this is something completely new to what Arizona has seen this season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Um, what are some of the matchups here that concern you? So there's there's two. Those. Those that really stick out. Um, I am curious to see how Arizona handles the Tiger-Campbell matchup. You know, Kirk Risa has been better defensively this season, but do they trust him to guard Tiger Campbell? Do they put him on David Singleton and have Courtney Ramey guard Tiger Campbell? Do they give Kylan Boswell more minutes and let him try to guard Tiger Campbell? That's, to me, that's the concern because I, I like her. I think he's improved defensively. Tiger Campbell is a different animal. He's playing much different basketball than he did last year. He's much more aggressive offensively and has taken on much more of a shooting role this season. So when, when he doesn't play well, it is really hard for UCLA to win. The other matchup that intrigues me, or I would be concerned about, is Jalen Clark. Jalen Clark has scoring ability. He's a little bit inconsistent there, but he can really get it going offensively, and he is a very good athlete and rebounder. He is, you know, Cedric Henderson is a solid athlete. He's not on Jalen Clark's level. Pella Larson is a solid player. He's nowhere near the athlete that Jalen Clark is. So that will be a major concern. How does Arizona deal with those two guys? I mean, yeah, I can say Jaime Hawkins and all that, but those are the two guys to me that could decide the game. Like, if they don't play well, I don't care how good Hawkins is, um, it's going to be very difficult for the Bruins to win. If those three guys play well, Arizona's probably lost the basketball game. Hmm. Well, let's hope not. Where can Arizona take advantage here? So we talked about matchups, but UCLA has matchup issues as well. They don't have anyone on the roster that can guard as Julius Tabellis. I knew you were going to say, Mr. Tabellis. Now, they could put Hawkeyes on Tabellis, but you're asking for trouble there. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. And if he gets in foul trouble, UCLA is a deep shit. Then, if you take him off, 
he's probably not quick enough to guard Cedric Henderson. He's not a quick guy. He, he really excels against teams that play small ball. And Arizona's going to play a little small ball, too. Like, Pella and him are probably going to be guarding each other. But they don't have a guy that could guard Tubelis. Umar and, like, Adembona is a very solid center. He's going in the right track. But he has games where he completely disappears. He had five turnovers against ASU. He's a good shot blocker. He's a freak athlete. But Umar is a kind of a different animal than he's faced. We don't know what Bona's going to give defensively. But Tubelis is that match where he, it's, it's one of those matches where, like, he can't guard Hawkwes and Hawkwes can't guard him. So I'm curious, does Arizona go small, put Tubelis at the five, put Pella at the four to guard Hawkwes? Do they put Tubelis? Like, it's, it is a little bit of a chess match with that because they at least – Arizona has the personnel to guard Tiger Campbell. It may not work, but they have the personnel. They don't really have the personnel, UCLA, to kind of switch on Tubelis and all that. They could put Jalen Clark on Tubelis because of Clark's athleticism, but he's still giving a, a ton away strength-wise. Maybe they double, and they say, you know what? Arizona, you're going to have to beat us with your guards, or else we're going to sag into the paint and double. But that would go against what UCLA normally does, which is completely take away the three-point line. So I'm, I'm really curious how Mick Cronin and UCLA come out and, and, and guard Arizona's front court because on paper, that is by far the single biggest advantage for either team in this game. Hmm. Well, if Arizona is going to win, what does it need to do? Score more points. Boom. Done. Yeah. In order to win, you have to score more points. That's it. That's really easy. This is an easy game. So Arizona has to find <laughs> Arizona has to find a balance between pace and turning the ball over. UCLA is very good at forcing turnovers. Arizona can get into funks where it turns the ball over too much, and a lot of them are careless turnovers. But there's been games where Arizona doesn't turn the ball over. The issue is that the point total is much lower. And the defense isn't good enough to carry them. So there's three things. Number one, turnovers. They have to put that at a reasonable number. 10 to 12 would be an ideal number as long as they don't sacrifice pace. Number two is rebounding. UCLA is a good offensive rebounding team. Keep them off the offensive glass. But defensive rebounding, um, Arizona is significantly better. Arizona has the potential to be an elite defensive rebounding team or just rebounding in general. UCLA does not have that size. UCLA can get beat on the rebounding. And number three, defense. Arizona was much better defensively against USC. It has to bring that energy. If you want to make a four, it's energy. That energy that Arizona had against USC, which was clearly night and day from the Oregon schools, has to be brought. The fans are going to be nuts. The environment's going to be crazy. Arizona has to match that energy. I know so many people that are going. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be borderline unsafe, goddammit. And that's the way it should be. That's right. Wait, um, all right, well, what is Jason Matthew Shear's prediction Great. Well, for this game? Give my social security number two, Oh, Shelby. please. Everyone knows your middle name. Um, no, no one knows. I've said it before. Shh. You have stalkers. They already know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I am predicting. I think I said predicting. I am predicting Arizona to win 78-76. Uh, there's a couple of interesting things. Arizona opened up as the underdog by a bucket in Vegas. DraftKings, as of now, is a pick'em, And on Caesars, Arizona's a two-point favorite. So 
a lot of money going on the Wildcats. A um, couple things. If this game was at Pauley Pavilion, I would pick UCLA. I think McHale's going to be absolutely insane on Saturday. I think that the fact that 35 minutes of Arizona State-UCLA was a grinded-out close game is an absolute factor, whereas Arizona kind of coasted against USC. Not with energy and effort, just USC didn't present much of a challenge. I think that plays a factor because I've always said in college basketball, college athletics in general, but especially college basketball, it's difficult to match emotion two games in a row. So I, I think that that is something that is going to definitely come into play. UCLA does not go to the line. Arizona does. I expect a decent-sized free throw disparity, McHale and all that. So I'm picking Arizona, 78-76. That's my prediction. I like it. I mean, because you picked Arizona. I like it even better. Yes. Can be a close game. Yes. Um, how intense? Like, you've been to some games that McHale's just been absolutely insane. Well, it's funny because the last time, and Arizona probably won't close as the underdog, but the last time... Arizona was an underdog at McHale was that Florida game in 2012, which was the same day mm-hmm. as the New Mexico Bowl, which was just one of the craziest atmospheres. That was pretty crazy. I think it's going to be, we've been to some, like Tennessee was wild. That was probably the best atmosphere. That was, no, there's no problem. That was clearly the best atmosphere in McHale this season. I expect that and more. And clearly Arizona does too. It's going to have two, maybe three basketball visitors. Ooh. Find out on wildcatauthority.com for the third all know in the morning. And I think five or six football visitors just to go to the basketball game. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be intense, Shelby. Hide your wives, hide your children. But not as intense. Hide your children, wives. As the Marana Flag Football League. Yes, I am missing my Brielle is playing. The Seahawks are playing. She's got a cold. The Saints. And unfortunately, Brielle's developed a Hold little on. cold. She's got a cold. And I was like, Brielle, this is your Jordan game. This is your Jordan flu game. And she has no idea what I'm talking about. But I gave her a great pep talk about Michael Jordan's flu game. And she doesn't know what I'm... But, but I think she's going to be okay in the morning. If you can walk and you can run, you can catch balls in the sun. Jeez. I'm so glad that you think you're a rapper now. Holy shit. That was top of the dome. <laughs> this is this is what I live with, by Don't the way. mess with my wife or you'll get the chrome. Wow. That's true, though. You probably would kill someone, so... Just kidding. Okay, well, am I kidding? Now. Um, any other words for the people, honey? No. Bear down. Bear deasy. Back the. Back the Michael Luke A. I do want to point out the football team has Leviticus, Genesis, Noah, Jonah, Ephesians. Oh my God! Arizona's winning the national championship. Yeah. We got all the Bible Shout out names God. we can have. God is back in the A and bearing down. God as backs we the speak. A. Shelby, the weather is supposed to be pretty sunny tomorrow, but Mac Etienne is in town. So, what will you be wearing in order to stay safe? I think I might need to wear a poncho. Yeah, super. Maybe double layer that. And a hat. And a hat. Yeah. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.